재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 This is Koreascape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and surrounding areas. Michelle Kang is here from the Seoul Global Center with a little question. Did you know? Uh, and she's here to bring you the answers to things that you may not have known before and you're going to wish you had known it sooner. Michelle, I'm so glad to uh, see you once again. Welcome. Thank you. And uh, we're going to talk about a really fascinating aspect of Seoul's, uh, I, don't, I don't know whether to call it architecture, certainly it's history mm-hmm. and something that's pervasive throughout and around the city and has so much history attached to it, the Hanyang Tosong. Am I saying that right? Yeah, that's right. The Seoul Fortress Wall. Well, mm-hmm. It's, um, you, you can catch pieces of it all over the place. I guess, why don't we start with just some basic background on it? Sure, that's right. So, well, in Korea, there are many walking trails across the country. But if you are looking for a great walk on a beautiful spring day without going far, mm. um, I suggest you visit this Seoul Fortress Wall because it's one of the city's hidden gems. Well, of course, Seoul is undoubtedly a modern city. But if you just walk along this path, you will just find out all all these hidden stories and an ancient um, treasures, ancient past of mm. Seoul. Yes. I mean, it really, it looks like an ancient fortress wall. I mean, as it should. It's made mm-hmm. of stone. It's in kind of disconnected sections, right? Right. It's, it's not one contiguous fortress wall the way it would have been in the old days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back in its time, right. it was an invaluable protection for the old city of Seoul. That's right. Do you know the old name of this capital, Seoul? I don't think I do. Oh, you will know because the name of this fortress suggests the name because Hanyang was the old name of the capital. Uh-huh. Ah, right. So Seoul, um, as the capital of Korea, has always been an important strategic point uh, for economy or defense, right? So uh, it's a city with more than 2,000 years of history. And uh, since King Taejo, who is the founder of Joseon Dynasty, um, he designated Hanyang as the capital. Um, and then it has been the capital for 600 years. Wow. Uh, and the Dosong part in that Hanyang Dosong, does that just mean wall? Fortress. Fortress. Mm-hmm. That's the word for fortress. Yes. yes. Got it. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. 600 years. 600 years. is a long time. Yeah, that's right. It's right about uh, building of this wall and the collation of the Tongwe uh, Bogam, right about the same period of time, right? <laughs> right. Okay. Right. So it was built in 1396, and Hanyang Dosong is one of the world's longest and oldest city walls. Mm-hmm. It runs 18.6 kilometers around the center of the city, and it was built along the rich lines of Seoul's four inter- inner, I mean, inner mountains. Mm-hmm. Including Pugaksan, Namsan, and uh, Inwangsan, etc. Um, and these mountains include four major gates, mm-hmm. uh, such as Namdaemun and Dongdaemun, and there are also sm- four small gates. Mm. The moon part means gate, mm-hmm. and once upon a time, you know, gates, there were gates in the wall. That's what they were. There were yes. gates in the fortress wall. That's right. Must have been so impressive back in its. First iteration, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the main protection versus outsiders. I'm sure there were sort of sentry posts along there. Right. Uh, and there were ways to alert sentry posts mm-hmm. all the way around the fortress right. wall, I should think. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So out of this 18 kilometers, uh, 12 point something kilometers uh, has been restored or preserved. So you can see most part of it uh, today, I think. Mm. Um, and then as you walk, like I said, there are a plethora of historic and scenic sites. 
so you can just enjoy this beautiful uh, spring day on this mountain. And yeah. So back in its time, uh, what was the deal with gate opening and access? Could you just come and knock and have it opened, or what was? Uh, when did the gates open and close? Oh, okay. So this um, fortress actually served as a boundary between the inside and then outside of the capital. There was a life inside and then a life outside, and then you were able to have access to Seoul through only these eight gates. I see. Um, and the residents in the area were informed of the opening or closing times of the city gates by bell ringing sound mm-hmm. you know the huge bell in Jongno yes. or Jonggak Boshingak bell yes. right that bell was struck 33 times in the morning to lift the curfew wow <laughs> That's a wake-up call. So you wouldn't miss it, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Um, and then 28 times to announce the uh, curfew in the evening. 28 times. So if you find yourself on the other side of those gates mm-hmm. after dark, I hope you enjoy camping because you're not getting back <laughs> into the city, right? Right, right. You cannot really go in. Okay. Right. Um, and, uh, and and that's it. There were no exceptions or anything like that? No, no exceptions. Um, because this uh, fortress wall was built for the defense as well, right? Mm-hmm. And have you actually um, been to one of these walking trails? Yes. yes. Well, there's one right smack in the uh, middle of the, the city, sort of Myeongdong area. And, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right. There's, <coughs> excuse me. There's a little section mm-hmm. of wall there that you can walk up and down. Um, and then, like you mentioned, on the main mountains, uh, right. Inwangsan and mm-hmm. so on. I've been up Inwangsan oh, along okay. the fortress wall as well. Right, right. So um, there are basically four um, walking trail courses you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Uh, some courses only last like one, like really easy hiking. Sure. But the other uh, one, for example... Pugaksan. I think this is the most difficult course. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on your schedule or physical condition, you can just choose or customize any walking route. But uh, why don't we just jump in with this Pugaksan uh, course? Mm-hmm. It's right behind the Gyeongbokgung Palace. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not far from Chongwade either, right? That's right. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's part of it that's just flat out open. And then there's a part, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, that you have to register for. That's right. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I've done the, the non-registered part before. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. But someday I'd like to register and do the one that's really close. Right. It, I've been there. Have you? Uh, yeah. It, the steep is... Oh is it God. steep? Really, really. Because <laughs> it's on the highest mountain ridge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds like a good workout. Right. Need one of those apps that uh, Leah told me about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so these these obviously have historical anecdotes behind them. Right. So um, you would see Changimun. Uh, which is a gate, um, as the first thing on this course, which means it lets righteousness be revealed. Mm. Mm. That's what Chang'e Moon is? Yes, yes. Uh, actually, all these uh, major uh, gates were named after the basic tenets of Confucianism, okay. which are propriety, benevolence, wisdom, and righteousness. Righteousness. And then, yes, um, it was used as a passage by the troops who rebelled against Kwangegun, who was another king, uh, who was regarded as unethical mm-hmm. during the coup of 1623. Hmm. So you can see a plaque with all these names of the troops still hanging even now. there. Yes, even okay. now. But the irony here is the gate originally remained closed 
according to geomancy theory, in an attempt to protect the court from any detrimental incidents. But this king uh, ordered to have this door open, and then the coup was successful. Sounds like a detrimental event. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) For the king. Right. Uh, All right. So uh, these gates even now uh, decorated and festooned with plaques, uh, things like that. I imagine there must be some carvings, that kind of thing. Right. You can see um, the ceiling and the arched door of this gate have an engraved and painted phoenix. Um, this is because the topography of outside the Changimun resembled a centipede. So uh-huh. uh, people believed the phoenix was installed as if um, it was believed to be the natural enemy of a centipede. That's interesting. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's kind of uh, a mismatch. A phoenix sounds to me much more powerful than a, an ordinary centipede. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> then again, I've never been bitten by a centipede. I've heard that centipede bites are like the most painful oh, really? you can possibly oh, get. Okay. You have some scary centipedes here in mm. Korea, I have to say. Okay. So this part near Tongwade, where you can sort of turn in your ID and register and go through a, a protocol to hike near there, I can remember when that was not open to the public. When That's I first right. came to Korea, it was not. And then it opened up somewhere about a couple of years later. When mm. did it open up? Okay, so if you were here and then try to just walk up, before 2007, it was closed. Completely closed off. Right. That's right. So the area was closed to the public for 40 years wow. uh, due to security reasons. And then uh, this course along the wall in this area passes through a military zone. That's why. Um, and then that's why you need to present a valid identification like a passport or ID. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, if you just try to hold your cameras in this area, the, probably the soldiers would just warn you, right? Yeah. At, yeah, right. No doubt. They say don't even photograph. No. And many places are like that on Inwangsan and so forth, not even necessarily related to the Blue House per se, mm-hmm. but just uh, security installations. you got to be aware. There are some security installations where they're doing radar and whatnot, and it, if it says don't photograph, then don't photograph. Take That's that right. seriously. Right. But when we hiked up there, the Bugaksan near the... Uh, Blue House. We didn't go in the restricted area, but we have this picture of us uh, posing in Mm. front of rocks that are riddled with bullet holes Okay, uh, because there was some kind of battle that happened back then. I mean, this is a sensitive area historically, right? Isn't this kind of where the commandos came to... (laughs) to attack the, mm. the, the Blue House. Right, right. Um, so the reason why this tight security is revealed in front of you, just walk a little bit um, farther, then there's a pine tree, really, really old pine mm-hmm. tree. But this is uh, very, it has a special history behind it. Um, on January 21st, 1968, mm. 31 North Korean spies actually uh, infiltrated Korea Mm-hmm. to attack. Uh, but then uh, their plan was actually revealed and then and there was a shootout between South Korean soldiers and then the North Korean spies. Yeah. And 28 were killed there and mm-hmm. then uh, two escaped. Yeah. Uh, one was actually captured. Yes. But between this shootout, because of this shootout, uh, this pine tree is more than a 200 year old. And it survived? It survived. But you can see 15 bullets. Wow. And then all these wounds are marked with red paint. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that was the incident that uh, the, the basis for uh, the f- what later became the film Shilmi, though. They were going to take revenge yes. for that commando raid, right? Mm. One of them is uh, a moksa, one of the, the guy that was captured. 
Yeah, he's that's here in, right. He's here in Seoul nowadays. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, uh, it's, it's a place that has a pretty potent history. Now let's go to a different part, a less mm-hmm. stressful part of the uh, fortress area. Uh, I remember there's one section also near where our old office used to be, um, near the Bukchan Hanok village, right? Uh, have you been there? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah? Near, yeah. Oh, okay. been, I, there's, it's kind of to the uh, near um, Gyeongbokgung. Near towards the uh, Naksan area, Naksan, Tongdaemun, uh, towards Tongdaemun. So it's relatively easier, of course. Um, and on the way to Hehwamun, which is in the Songbukdong mm-hmm. uh, area, you will see Pukjang village, not Pukchon uh, Hanok village, Pukjang mm-hmm. village. This is basically a cluster of uh, some 500 tile roofed houses. Um, these houses were built in the 60s and 70s, mm. and this is a very um, popular shooting location for TV dramas. Oh, yeah. I can uh, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, have you heard of this term, 달동네? It's funny you should mention that. We mm. just, this weekend, uh, for our Planet Korea segment, walked through a 달동네 okay. with these types of houses, tile roof houses, mm-hmm. jutek, individual, more or less, houses, for each family, okay. and it's going under the bulldozer by the day. We saw all of these sort of abandoned houses and abandoned stuff. There was one vending machine on its side uh, that sold drinks and had a phone box in it. Oh. That's how old-fashioned the neighborhood was. Okay. People could go and get their soda and at the same time make a phone call. Mm. Uh, the Tal Dongne, mm-hmm. as I learned in this thing, it's, it's an interesting name. It means like a moon village, right? That's right. The idea being it's up so high in the mountains mm-hmm. that They're it's close, close to the moon. To the moon. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, it's nice to have a place up high so mm-hmm. you can see down in the city. Right. But before cars, it was not so convenient, was it? Yeah. So it's kind of like the less desirable real estate. That's right. So they were actually forced to live on this higher ground because, um, you know, like they struggled from this uh, economic hardship. So people just lived in impoverished accommodations. Mm-hmm. And this is the this book. Pukdang village is the last moon village in Seoul. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can just um, have a look. And then the interesting thing is this village spreads out beyond Ammun. Ammun, you might hear up is like front. So probably you would guess this is a front gate. Okay. But up is not Ammun. Not up, but Ammun, which is a secret path. Uh-huh. A secret gate or path. Path. Okay. What's the secret about it? Uh, what do you think? If you just build a huge fortress, you want to just build a secret path. And do you imagine, like, what was the purpose of this? I don't know. Path? If the king's in trouble, sneak him out. <laughs> that could be, right? But all this secret path, it's a small, tiny gate, but it's a well-hidden passage hidden from enemies um, and then this is used to this was used to carry uh, supplies or patrol uh, purposes mm. and uh, in the event of an emergency of course they were closed people just filled this up by um, stones and an earth but it was really easy for all these soldiers to get in um, and then out easily but normal times of course um for security reasons, they couldn't really make as many as these Ammuns. So you can find eight secret paths on this Seoul Fortress wall now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are those still passable, those those secret uh, paths? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are, are they like the dimensions? Are they 
big enough to just kind of walk through it? Do you have to kind of crawl like, through crawl, them like a... Yeah, sort of, right? It's not like a normal gate. You can just uh, walk straight. Um, you have to just bend over a little bit. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Amun. I've never heard of that uh, particular prefix for secret. Mm. And I've never heard actually of these uh, the existence of these amuns, these okay. secret pathways. Mm. So if I'm near... Uh, you said if I'm near Bukchong village, I can locate some of these Amuns. Sure. All right. Mm-hmm. What else have we got going on on the Seoul Fortress Wall? All right. Um, the next one, if you hear this word, probably you're not uh, really familiar with this name, Hungin uh, Chimun. But if I say this is the East Gate, you will know what it is. Uh, is it the same thing as Dongdaemun? Dongdaemun, that's right. Dongdaemun and Hungin Chimun are, are the same thing. Same thing. Oh, okay. Mm. So let's just uh, take this course towards Hunginjimun East Gate. Um, Dongdaemun is known as a shopping mecca, of course. There's a huge shopping mall and a market. Shopping, wholesale, mm-hmm. fabric. Right. And DDP. DDP. Another landmark, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, the whole kind of fashion industry, you know, artisanal and fast fashion is sort of. Hot kind of hubbed around Dongdaemun as mm. far as Korea is concerned, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, but regarding the uh, topography of Seoul, the western part of the city is built on a higher ground, while the eastern um, part mm. was uh, is on a low ground. So from a military perspective, Dongdaemun was the most vulnerable to attack. And mm. that's why there was a subsidiary wall built outside Dongdem, which is uh, demolished. Uh, but then the area housed lots of military facilities. Um, you just walk and then you just walk past the Dongdaemun History Museum. You can just learn about all this um, history behind this area. Mm. And you would uh, encounter West Small Gate or Gwanghimun. Dongdaemun is such an interesting area to walk through. I mean... If you're just doing some marketeering, mm. you can get amazing uh, bargains on all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, every time I'm getting ready for hiking season, I usually mm-hmm. go there and pick up uh, all of my various stuff. Uh, there's so much kind of like micro history in the area. Right. Uh, food joints. Sure. We were there. Um, oh, I can't even remember what we were what we were eating, but there was such a long history of uh, simple things, mm. you know, bindedok and all that stuff. Right. Um, and places that have been there forever. North Korean uh, food, North Korean, uh, a lot of North Korean restaurants in that area, you know, because people who fled during the wartime came mm. and just established themselves. People okay. are from historically North Korea. Mm. Um, so, yeah, Dongdaemun History Museum, and then, of course, uh, Moon, the, the big one, right? Yeah, but uh, you might be confused with Gwanghamun with Gwanghimun. Gwanghimun is uh, another smaller gate. Gwanghimun. Right. Well, not Gwanghimun. Gwanghimun. Mm, okay. This is on the way to Changchung Gymnasium, which mm. is also famous for um, Jokbal. <laughs> Aya? Yeah. Okay. Right. This area, entire area is like really great um, tourist destination. You can just shop and you can have all these great Yeah, food. we did a, f- I th- I'm nearly certain we did a food excursion right near there for Tokbala. Yeah, I remember. I listened to that. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, celebrating the joys of Tokbala. Mm-hmm. Uh, you into Tokbala? 
Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. And so that's the area, sort of um, Gwanghimun right. area near Jangchum Gymnasium. Jangchum Gymnasium. Uh, and I remember she would tell us, she told us that uh, back in the day, mm-hmm. the gymnasium was where wrestling events happened. Mm. So it was a very cool date to go for a night of wrestling in Chokba. Yeah, right. Korean Shirim, isn't it? Korean Shirim. That's right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Shirim and Chokbal. I wish that was still an option for date night. Oh, Probably, yeah, but um, the younger generation, probably they're not really so into this. <laughs> not so much but. into the shirum and chokba. <laughs> uh, but right. chokba is everyone's favorite um, night snack. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love to go to these <laughs> special areas. Like there's there's several like chokba koris mm. in different locations right. in Seoul. Mm. Uh, very filling though. You have to you have to go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it sounds so vibrant and lively, this area. But there's an interesting story behind uh, Gwanghimun. Mm. Mm. Because this gate was also called Shigumun. Shigumun. Uh-huh. What does that mean? Uh, gate of coffins. That's cheerful. <laughs> <laughs> Is this like uh, where you would, when people die, you would take the coffins out? Yeah, that's exactly right. Because um, it was actually not allowed to have a cemetery or a graveyard inside a palace back then. I see. Mm, so the gate was used as a passage to move a corpse out. Um, and not only kings, but also any ordinary people. Actually, nobody actually wanted to enter in through this gate. Yeah, that that would seem to be bad fortune to enter and leave the same. I guess the people that carry the cor- coffins out had no choice to go in, but to go in and out of the right, gate. Right, sure. But they had a job to do. Um, back in these Joseon times, what was the sort of solution for um, disposing of the dead? I mean, did, did, were they buried or were they yeah, cremated? They, or, mm, they depending buried on who the you bodies. Are? Burial was still right. widespread. Yes, that's and of right. Of course, different standards mm. for the royals and for the elite. Sure, mm. right. So, um, if it was a king, of course, they were not buried in that area. But um, any uh, people who lived in the court, probably, uh, they were um, taken out through this gate and then buried in the area. And then naturally, a public cemetery was built near the gate. Mm. Um, and then the houses of shamans were built there as well. I was, it's something you could expect where there's uh, funeral rituals and mm-hmm. so on. There's got to be a, a major ritual culture built around that. Shamans, uh, one of their main jobs, right, is to conduct these rituals of uh, burial. Right. And, yeah. Right. So this is the current Shindangdong. This is the origin of Shindangdong. Shindangdong. Have you been there? It's a famous tteokbokki town. <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> yeah, nowadays. Okay. Shindang. <laughs> I've learned recently Shin tends to tend to mean new, right? Right. So new What's Dang? Dang is a house. So Shin could mean either new or God. So Shindang uh, is a house of God where shamans actually keep spirits and worship. Um, shamans used to live together back then, created a new town. So it could, uh, it was a shaman's town back then, but it has the, still the same name, Shindang, but it has different meaning now, a new town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, those are some of the stops and twists of the 
old fortress wall. It's disconnected, but it has a connected history, and it's well worth exploring along its various uh, sections. Yeah, that's I hope right. you've inspired a few people out there. I wish that the somebody, the Seoul Global Center or whoever, would produce sort of like uh, little sightseeing videos or something like that uh, right. about uh, other thing. But that's an idea for right. a future time. Mm-hmm. Michelle with Did You Know? Thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. That's going to bring Koreascape to a close. We are produced by Sol Kim with associate production from Jamie Lee and writing by Christine Saw. I'm Kurt Asian. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. This, that, and Amy is up next in Seoul, and we will see you again tomorrow morning.